welcome. Um, and, and who are you? Uh, Keith Van Inwigen. Okay. Um, do you have a middle name? Yes, Powell. Powell, really? It's my mother's maiden name. Okay, all right. Um, uh, what was your ride you did today? I uh, commuted to work and oh. back. Okay. About how far is your commute? It is, if I go straight, it's less than two miles, but I always try to make it a little bit more. So today I think I made it five on the okay. way in and about seven on the way home. How do you feel in the days when you don't commute in? Do, do you, is, is it just, a, it feels like a wash because you ride so much or like, um, is, there, is there a difference? It depends the on the reason why I didn't commute in. Okay. Um, you know, in the winter time, it's, it, it's, sometimes it's, it's not worth the trouble of gearing up with all right. the cold weather gear and it's, it's easier for me to just walk to work. Uh, but in uh, in nice weather, if if it's nice weather and I don't um, ride to work, there's usually something, some reason why I need to drive or why I need to go someplace in the middle of work and I need a car at, at the office. But typically, if it's uh, in the in the warm weather, I will ride to work every day. Okay, all right. Um, uh, I will ask you more about commuting as we as we go on. But um, how did you get into uh, bike riding? So, in uh, as an adult, I mean, as a kid, I had a bike, you know, three speed, you know, the banana seat, all that stuff. And then, as a teenager, I ended up with a uh, uh, a ten speed. This mm -hmm. is probably in the late seventies, and uh, the shop in our town had a um, what they just called a French racing bike, and it was a okay. Peugeot. And um, bought that and loved that and. Um, but once I turned 16, mm -hmm. got a driver's license, and that was the last time I rode a bike <laughs> until I was in my in my late 20s. Yeah. And at that point, my wife bought me a used mountain bike from Play It Again Sports. Okay. Um, we had a couple of young kids at the time, mm -hmm. and um, I bought one of those trailers for the kids to ride in, and I'd ri ride them to the playground, mm -hmm. and um, did that for several years. Okay. And then uh, as the kids got too big for the trailer, I would just take that mountain bike out and ride it down the road a couple okay. you know a couple miles every morning before work in the warm weather only okay okay and then eventually stepped that up to buying a road bike okay and then rode that just occasionally you know weekends um in the nice weather maybe 10 15 miles on a saturday and okay. then at some point i just decided to kick it up a notch and and here we are today <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so you, you had the mountain bike, you're, you're doing, you know, small rides. What was, what was the thought of any about to, to go from, to getting a, you know, cause you're, you're like an irregular rider, but you decide to get a road bike. Like what, what, where's the, where's the thought there? Well, I followed professional cycling from afar. And okay. so, you know, in the eighties I would read sports illustrated and I read about Greg LeMond winning mm -hmm. the, the tour de France and I would you know, follow the tour in the sports pages in the U.S., which meant you would see a list of who was in first place and second oh, that's place. Right. And that was yeah. about all you could yeah. find. I remember that. And then, uh, you know, in through the 90s, I would do the same, and Miguel Indurain went in the tour, and I would, you know, just follow it in the paper. Mm -hmm. You know, Sports Illustrated, that's about it. And, uh, you know, when, when Lance Armstrong started winning the tour, I, it, all of a sudden it was on TV, mm -hmm. you know, where you could really see it, and I was started watching the tour every year mm -hmm. and uh just decided i wanted to get a road bike okay and um so i bought a cheap road not a cheap road bike but sort of a mid-range road bike sure. a Le Monde, uh aluminum mm -hmm. and uh 
but still didn't ride it that much. I mean, I'd okay. ride it, you know, 10 or 15 Saturday afternoons a year, okay. just seven, eight miles downtown, turn around yeah. and come back, 15 mm-hmm. miles maybe. And then, uh, but I always thought like someday I would ride a century, but I wasn't doing anything to actually get myself there. I was just, you know, riding when there, whenever there was time and just one day I was in a meeting and uh, this woman in the meeting had a broken wrist and she was complaining that she was going to miss the cap to cap that year. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I asked her about it. I said, you know, I've always heard of, uh, I've heard of this thing, you know, tell me a little bit about it. And she told me, I said, well, that sounds like fun, but I don't know if I can ride 50 miles. And I signed up that night and it was about a five weeks out from it. And I just, started riding every morning and yeah. stepping up the mileage on the weekends and still had never done more than 30 and then did the cap to cap 50 and felt like my legs were going to fall off yeah. at the end of it. <laughs> you know. um, did you know anybody else who rode at that time? No. Right okay. So no, I'd never it. ridden in a group. Okay. I'd always just ridden by myself and I'd see it, other people, but not that many. You know, I'd okay. see just a couple of people here and there and mm-hmm. I... I knew of a few people who 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 um, who rode, but didn't know much about how they rode or where okay. they rode. And just that cap to cap was it was that was 2011, the cap okay. to cap, okay. and just being in a big group going down Osborne Turnpike, uh, I was like, wow, this is this is fun. Yeah. Okay. But you know, 12 miles in the first rest stop, I felt like I was going to die. I had to stop and you know refuel and. And then at the halfway point, I was like, how the hell am I ever going to get home? Um, yeah. Because I was just dead. Yeah. But managed to make it. And at that point, you know, I'd caught the bug. Um, so um, in you, 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 you this step back. So when you got your road bike and you were, you were riding around, you know, um, um, a bit, um, were you just like in street clothes? Or did you, had you gone I, to like getting... Kicking? I had a pair of bike shorts and okay. then just t-shirts and sneakers and socks and just you know, flat pedals and, okay. but right before I went to ride the, um, uh, the cap to cap, I did get a pair of, uh, mountain bike pedals and shoes okay. and, a, and a, a cheap Jersey and, mm-hmm. um, clipping in just felt different and it, it seemed to make the ride. I don't know. I enjoyed it more. Okay. And, huh, okay. Um, you, you, you didn't get, you didn't get, so wait, when you when you um, did you practice clipping in? Did you know enough to like to practice, or like day of the event you then got the? No, I, I rode clipped in for about three weeks before the event. Okay, and okay. I yeah, and I fell once or twice. I okay. mean, everybody does, you know. Okay. That's that sort of emphasizes on why you should learn how to clip in or not. Is you know you, you fall once or twice, and then all of a sudden you think, hey, I got to really think about this. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I did not fall at the cap to cap, even mm-hmm. though. Uh, when they started at the mass start, there were several people who clipped in and just tipped went, over. went right over. And so um, that was yeah. a little nerve wracking to, to not go down in that. But um, So you, you do this cap to cap and survive being clipped in, mm-hmm. um, in a group. Um, and, and so then your, your interest is peaked more. So do you, what's the, like, what's the next move? Do you, find some groups you find like what what was next well i found rabba okay i found rabba and uh started going out to the east end on saturdays and i was doing i think uh it was might have been a precursor to the portobello ride but it was um i can't remember what it was called and and started doing the abc ride in the morning on saturday mornings Mm -hmm. and um 
and yeah, just started to build up my tolerance for riding, you know, 30, 40 miles at a time. Mm -hmm. You know, at that time it was still like, got to ride up to Ashland because I got to rest in Ashland because, you know, it's 20, yeah, 22 yeah. miles or whatever to go up there. Um, and then um, just slowly started meeting people and finding a group that rode at about my pace. And okay. It just kept going from it's, there. It just kept escalating. And then the, the following year, my goal was to ride the Century for the cab to cab, which I did. Okay. And uh, and that was that was definitely hard. But um, did you, despite it being hard, did you was there some kind of plan to get prepared for that, or were you just use, were you just riding frequently enough that you felt that I was prepared? Well, the thought was. I, you know, needed to step up the mileage from 50. And okay. so I had signed up for an event uh, in the summertime after I did the cap to cap 50. Yeah. Um, it was a fundraiser for the children's hospital. It's called the Tour de Lions. Okay. I don't think it, 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 it exactly. is around anymore. Yeah. It was only for a couple of years and it was out of, um, it started up in Ashland, out of a shopping center in Ashland. And okay. there was a, a, a hundred, which I didn't sign up for, and a 75 and a 50. And I signed up for the 50. And get out there, and I'm in a group, and we're, you know, I don't know, 15, 20 people, and we're all going about the same pace. And I'm like, yeah. this is great. We get to an intersection, there's a sign that says 50 to the left, 75 to the right. Yeah. I'm thinking I'm going left. That whole group turns to the right, and so I turned with them. Okay. <laughs> and um, I was like, well, I guess I'm doing 75 today. Yeah. And, you know, and then, of course, the last 10 miles, I was dead, and I was dropped, and I was, you know, hurting, and, uh, and made it back, but okay, so I've got 75 um, nice. in my legs. And then um, starting in the spring, I just tried to make sure I, I had done like a 60 or a 70 mile prior to, to doing the cap to cap. Okay, okay, so you, so you clearly up, up the mileage and um, yeah, definitely not the first person who's like, oh, the group's going to do longer. I'll, I'll go do longer as well. <laughs> it's not the first yeah. and it won't yeah. be the last time that I've been yeah. lured by the group into doing something I didn't want to do on a uh, bike. Did you end up riding more with any of those people? Did you, did any of those people that you like, you didn't know them then, but like now that you, you actually ride with them, like the people you were riding with? Like, I don't you know, know who any of those people were okay. and, and maybe, Okay. Um, you know, the first century I did the, the cap to cap. Uh, yeah. It was Jan Waldron's first century. Oh, really? Okay. And I've written, yeah. a, I've written yeah. a, you know, a million times with yeah. Jan since then, but we didn't know each other then. And right. I, I yeah. certainly don't remember if we were anywhere near each other on the road. Mm -hmm. But um, uh, so, okay. yeah, it, it, some of that is, is such a blur because it was got about 11 years ago. Right, yeah. Just, all those know, extra, all those hard to remember. Rides. Yeah. Um, yeah, I find that because, you know, because, yeah, because I, I know, like, I was talking to someone, I interviewed someone, and they talked about they doing their first century was the Between the Waters ride, the same year that sure. I've done my first century kind of thing. And I've ridden with them a bunch of times now. Um, so, just on it ask. And, you know, you're doing your first century. The last thing you're doing is starting to look around at people. <laughs> you're, you're just so focused on, oh, my right. God, Stay I got, you know, how many more miles? How many more miles to a rest stop? Um, you know, <clears throat> and for some reason, I had a, um, I had a very primitive Bontrager bike computer. Mm-hmm. And the morning of the ride, for some reason, it just, when I turned it on, it was in kilometers. Oh. So I was constantly just doing math. kilometers to miles <laughs> math in my head the whole way. And, um, which kept me fo something right. to focus yeah, on yeah. and obsess about. Um, but, uh, yeah. And, and as always at, you know, even today, you know, usually when you're doing a century at about mile 80, everything starts to hurt, you know? And so about the time. Um, yeah. Um, 
so you you do this long you know do this hundred mile ride you finally get to the point you do the hundred mile ride mm-hmm. from cap to cap um is the thought while this was difficult i'd like to do this again or like this oh yeah okay oh so, yeah absolutely okay what other ones can i sign up for okay all yeah, right sure um okay so you're, you're you're motivated by the distance are you um but you're riding with are you riding with regular groups by this point in time or are you just still just kind of riding and still showing up at the sort of showing rides? up at rides showing okay. up at, at the abc ride and riding with you know andrew mann and ken mm-hmm. kolb and and gene minix and folks like that and mm-hmm. then slowly just end up you know migrating over to another section of the parking lot and there's a couple other guys and mm-hmm. you know jeff nicholas and those folks and henry smith and and just you know start riding with them and okay um and then you know i, I i'm a <laughs> i'm a believer of you just start to ride to the level of the people that you're with mm-hmm. um after a while and so <clears throat> started riding with them that that group has evolved over the years yeah, but for yeah, the most part yeah. um a lot of the, the same people are still, um, riding, still together. riding together yeah okay you had a bon roger bon rager bon roger bon Trager, bon, yeah. um, uh, bike computer. it's the trek in-house brand yeah yeah um, are you, st- you're not still, are you still no, using that? No, okay. that thing was awful. Okay. Uh, no, I've got a Wahoo now. Okay. I went to a Garmin and then after that Garmin's just seem overly complicated for me and I got a Wahoo and it, I love it. Okay. All right. Um, uh, were you doing sports beforehand? Was there any kind of sports you were doing regularly and some kind of regularity before all the cycling happened or did you... Um, from couch potato to cyclist. No, no, I, I, I was always active. I did uh, in high school. I played golf. Okay. Uh, I was on the golf team, and and you know we played we played. I grew up in upstate New York. We played hockey on the ponds all winter long. Okay. And, and in college, I, I played club hockey. Okay. And we played intramural flag football and stuff like that. And then okay. after moving to Richmond, I would you know, um, in the late '80s, early '90s. Um, joined a gym and I would play racquetball occasionally, okay. Um, okay. which was the, the quintessential early 90s thing to do was play racquetball. And then uh, I would play a little bit of pickup hockey out at the ice rink out in, okay. um, out in Short Pump. And, okay. um, and golf whenever I had a chance. But yeah. you know, once the cycling bug took over, I, I really haven't played any golf. I mean, I okay. probably haven't touched a club in three or four years. Do you, well, I guess yeah, I guess you don't miss it enough. Yeah, not really. Okay, not really. I I, I find that the cycling is is uh, is more rewarding, more enjoyable. I get more out of it physically. Mm-hmm. Um, you can do it with a bigger group of people. You know, with golf, you're sort of limited to a foursome. Um, and there's a lot of there's a lot of time on a golf course of doing nothing. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. walking to your ball, driving to your ball, standing around watching somebody else hit. You know, when we're riding, when we're on a group ride, if we go on yeah. a big, long Saturday ride, it's, yeah. it might take the same amount of time. It might be a five or six hour ride versus yeah. a five or six hour round of golf. golf. Yeah. But there's very little standing around doing nothing. Mm-hmm. Yep. You're always doing something. Your mind is always engaged and your, your body is definitely always engaged. How old were you when you, pardon me, how old were you roughly when you started doing the, the you did your first century? To 2011 or so. No, I was uh, 45. 45. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it's a little later in the game. Sure. Um, you know, and that's that's fine. Um, so you start picking up this ride, and did you did you notice any difference? Did you like? Did you feel any difference from from like riding this frequently? Did you were you going up steps faster? Like were you like? 
It's a lot of activity to, to pick up. Did you feel well, any kind of Well, I different? mean, my, my blood pressure is lower. I mean, all, okay. the, all the measurables at, your, at, at an annual physical are better than they were before I started riding. My blood pressure is lower. I, my family, I have a little bit of family history towards high blood pressure. Okay. And um, <clears throat> I was not there yet, but I was, I was yeah. on the road to it. Sure. And um, so that's lower. I mean, my rest and pulse rate is, is lower. Mm-hmm. Uh, my weight is down. Um, my cholesterol levels are better. I mean, you know, there's, there's, there's been some I'm, health benefits. I'm enjoying yeah. the health benefits of okay. cycling. Well, good, good. I wanted to make sure that there was a moment that you like, oh, things were, things seem to be a little bit healthier. Oh yeah. Okay. And I, and I feel great. You know, when I ride, I feel great that day. Um, you know, just, just getting in from a ride and, um, the rest of the rest of the day, you just feel, you know, you feel like you've got more energy. Okay. Um, so you're you're doing all the this this road biking. You know, at this point, you you picked up a lot. 20, 2012, 2013, You're mm-hmm. riding a lot with the groups. Um, when did when did um, when did you start doing like? Because you've done some big rides. And sure. You've done some 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 big dumb rides. Um, a lot of big dumb rides. <laughs> when did it go from? I'm just gonna you know like when when did you start thinking I want to do more challenging events like not not just the local charity events like i want to do these big you know big challenging events kind of thing so 2014 okay three years into you know really getting into cycling um i signed up for mountains of misery (laughs) which i had heard about and again uh, so i went to i went to virginia tech my wife and i met there and Mm -hmm. um always wanted to you know heard about this event and thought well it's it's in blacksburg i know where i've been to mountain lake several times and um I've driven up the road to get there. Wow, this seems like a yeah, like quite a challenge. Little yeah. did I find out that the road that I knew drive, riding up the mountain lake was not the road that the event went up. It went up the harder one, and I was like, oh, there's a harder one. I didn't even know there was yeah. a different cars don't use a that. different route, and um, and so trained for that and just obsessed over that. And mm-hmm. you know, it's hard to train for those kind of hills around Richmond. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you can only go up old gun road so many times before you're like, this is not that hard. Mm-hmm. Um, you can only go do the three sisters so many times before you realize that's only just a right. literally a, a bump in the road compared to these mountains. Yeah. Um, but so that year I, I signed up for along with, uh, a bunch of other guys who I still ride with today, you know, like Jan and Ken Ashworth and so forth. We we decided to do the weekend before Mountains of Misery was uh, uh, the Storm of Thunder Ridge in Lynchburg, okay. which is one of my favorite events. Mm-hmm. What a great event. And then the day before that, that Saturday, is um, uh, the Tour de Madison, which is about a 65-mile mm-hmm. yep. hilly ride, but not not painfully hilly. So we did Madison, drove down to Lynchburg, spent the night, did Thunder Ridge on a Sunday, came home, Saturday, Mountains of Misery. And that, so in eight days, I did those three events. That was, that was hard. That's a, yeah, it's a lot. Um, but again, the feeling of accomplishment when you get, when you get to the top yeah. um, is incredible. I mean, when you come around that last corner and you see the finish line and mm-hmm. you, you hear the, the music and everything, it's, it's, uh, it's exhilarating. And yeah. It makes you want to do that thing over and over again um and so, I, I know that that event doesn't happen anymore but <clears throat> so wait uh, i ended so, up doing so, it twice I've okay done. but but um so that 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 year you did um uh, stormy thunder ridge that was your first year of doing that yes okay 
first year of Storm Ace and Mountains and of Mountains Misery. And Mountains of Misery, yes. Back to back. That's going hard, man. That um, is. Yeah, because did you um, – would you did you do the seventy five the hundred seventy five seventy five okay. okay yeah I've never done the hundred at Storm and the Thunder Ridge and I don't think I ever will the seventy five is a great ride and why spoil it with twenty five more miles of of, yeah, of, of lumpy incessant lumpy. rollers that don't offer you anything but just more pain yeah seventy five the seventy five no, is great I love the seventy five yeah the 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 hundred doesn't prov- the extra bit doesn't provide any extra scenic views or anything like that you're right it is just it's just rollers and, and likely very hot terrain. Um, okay, so you so the, yeah, so that's definitely you doing you know big monster events you know in in a short time frame. Um, did you you rest after that? Did you put the bike down? Were you like I need to like take a day or two off after that, or did you just well, take like, a day just off? Ride? Yeah, to, you know drive back, but then you know the next day you just want to go out and just do a recovery ride and just you know ride 10, 15 miles, just <clears throat> just spin the legs out and just keep from from cramping up. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, I did not have anything big on the calendar for yeah. a while after that. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, have you done any overnight rides? I have not done any overnight rides i have okay. i the only riding in the dark that i've done has been uh in the winter time commuting home from work which is not a big deal because the okay. city's well lit and um and some nighttime mountain bike rides which are a lot of fun okay but i have not ridden overnight okay okay All right. not yet at least okay you any desire to do so well there is this uh, Cap Trail 200K, I think that Outpost is going to do later this summer. Nocturna, Nocturna, yeah, I've yeah. Where they start thing. at like seven or eight o'clock in the evening and ride down to Jamestown and back. That uh, I'm intrigued. If I can figure out the lights, yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. and have have enough lights to last me, you know, six out five or six hours, then I may do that. Um, a Dynamo Hub, I think. I'm pretty <laughs> sure. Um, most of those folks are using a dynamo hub or they've got like a supplemental battery hooked yeah. into the lights. I'm also interested in riding because in the terrain. Is, I might just you know, get, I might just get two lights. Wait till one goes out and put the other one on. I carry a battery pack, man. I don't think many lights are like, yeah, anyway, it's a ride to potentially do at some point in time. Um, did you do the, um, have you done some of the outpost rides? You've done, you did the South Hill ride. I did one or two of them. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, is your so you've done events um and we'll we'll get back on track with our time frame you've done events you've done group rides is there is there a preference of like riding you like to do that you like just do you like the uh the weekly group rides more or do you find you like uh, you know you want to do the events more like what's i kind of like preference? them all okay. um i don't do that many events every year okay partly because i just don't want to spend every weekend in the car driving around <clears throat> driving around the state so yeah yeah I might only do three or four events in a year. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, this year, Monster Cross out at Pocahontas in February, that's yeah. an easy one. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's right here. And then um, this year, uh, a few of us went down to uh, North Carolina to do a, the Croatan Buck 50. Okay. Which um, we thought we were all going to do the 150 mile version. <laughs> um, but we realized we'd probably would have bitten off more than we could chew. So we all did the 100. Okay. Which was plenty hard enough. Yeah. Because it's all gravel. It's mm-hmm. flat, but it's, it's it, it, two miles of it were mud, and we had to go through that four times. There was a cornfield we had to go through four times. You know, there was a little bit of single track we had to go through. So 
it's flat, but it's not easy. Okay. And a hundred miles of that was um, was plenty. Would you do that again? Yeah, I'd do that again. I would okay. do the hundred again. Um, if I were to do the one hundred and fifty, it would take a lot of training because it's probably a twelve-hour ride at least to do the one hundred and fifty. And it's 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 laps. Sounds like it's laps. It's it's an out and back okay. um, that you do twice. Oh, okay. To do to do the one hundred, and then they have a little bit added on the end of the, of each lap to make the 150. Okay. Now Jessica Conley did the 150. I think she said it was brutal. She she killed it. Yeah, okay. But I I could not have finished that. That's a lot. I mean, any any distance on gravel seems like a lot. Um um so you're you're doing the group rides, you start, you know, you start doing these these monster rides and things like that. Um when did the gravel bike happen? Uh, about f- Three years ago, okay. I think. Um, well, back up to 2017 is when I got into mountain biking. Okay. Uh, I had never had any interest in mountain biking, and I don't know why. I think it was just I just hadn't had any real exposure to it. Yeah. And a couple of buddies of mine, uh, Jim Lesh and uh, Dan Schmidt, mm-hmm. were like, "Hey, come on, we got this annual ride. We want to do it up. We're going to do it up at Poor Farm Park in December." Um, they call it the pie ride, um, and Dang. oh, by the way, we're gonna do it in the dark. Okay. And uh, Jim says I've got a mountain bike you can borrow. Well, it's a—he's about eight inches shorter than me, so this yeah. was a medium, hardtail, <laughs> single-speed mountain bike mm-hmm. that he put the seat post out about as far as it would go. <laughs> and um, we met. We had a couple of cocktails, and then put the lights on and went into the woods and. Um, <laughs> It was, it was a blast, and I loved it. And so, yeah. you know, a month later, I had a mountain bike, and um, <laughs> and so that got me into off road riding. Okay. And then, you know, with with the with the rise in popularity of gravel and gravel events and gravel mm-hmm. bikes, now all of a sudden I was like, well, you know, I probably ought to get a gravel bike too. Yeah. And going f- into gravel was not as difficult, having wet my feet into um, into mountain biking. Okay. But if I had just gone from road to gravel, yeah. I think it would be a little bit harder because, you know, gravel can be loose, gravel mm-hmm. can be, you know, kind of unstable. Mm-hmm. And you need those bike handling skills that mountain biking forces you to have. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I've, en- I've, I've enjoyed all three, um, all three disciplines. Okay. All right. None, none seems to, 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 does one seem to pique your interest more? I mean, you're... you're... It's kind of seasonal with me. I, I really okay. like the um, the gravel and the and the mountain biking in the winter time because okay. you're going slower and you're in the woods and you're protected from the wind. Mm-hmm. You're going slower, so yeah. it's not as cold. <laughs> um, you know, I'd go out. You can go out and do a two or three hour ride on a mountain bike and go only go twenty miles. Yeah, yeah. But you're never going to get cold. Cold. Right, doing so much more work. You're doing a lot of work. You're generating a lot of heat. But if you go out on the road, you know you're going to have all that wind. And um, I would just assume stay away from it in the winter time. And then, but in the winter time, you've got the, you know, sometimes the trails will get wet and they close mm-hmm. them. They don't dry as quickly. So then having the gravel bike and mm-hmm. you know all the gravel fire roads out at Pocahontas makes yeah. that, you know, so you can still go out and ride. Okay. Okay. Um, so it sounds like you're you're quite. Uh, content riding year round. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I I had a trainer for a couple of years, and I 
I only used it maybe a dozen times and I hated it. So I okay. just sold it and I have, I have no interest in Zwift. Okay. All None right. at all. I, I'm an outdoor um, person. I, I, I want to be outside. And that's, and that's fine. I don't fault you for not liking Zwift. <laughs> um, uh, or yes, we were active before. Um, why do you keep, why do you keep riding? Why do you, why do you keep doing all this? I mean, may, this may sound so simplistic, but I just love it. Yeah. I, I love doing it. So, mm-hmm. um, it, and I think it, it, the health benefits are there. Certainly. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an exercise you can do forever. You mm-hmm. can do it alone. You can mm-hmm. do it in a group. I mean, you can do it so many different ways that, um, <clears throat> you don't have to have a tea time, say with golf, mm-hmm. you don't have to have a gym membership. You can mm-hmm. just, you know, if the mood strikes you and the weather's right. fine, you yeah. can just put your shoes on and go outside and go for a ride. Okay. Um, <clears throat> and I think it, it, it really helps clear your mind sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, like Saturday, for instance, the weather forecast was rain. I think the Centerville ride, a lot of the rabbit rides were canceled. Yeah. And I just went out and did a three and a half hour solo ride. Yeah. And you know, you do a lot of great thinking while you're on your bike. And um, it's just very peaceful. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it, it helps just helps with the mental health too. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, and that's, and that's fair. You know, just, you, you enjoy it. Uh, and do you, so you're you're comfortable doing the solar rides? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, have you have you gone to like have you done any events? Have you always been able to like have friends go with you to to big rides and big events, or um, have you done any, been any big dumb rides solo? Usually, there's somebody at an event that I know. Okay. Um, <clears throat> the first time I did Mountains of Misery in 2014, a, a lot of the people I ride with now were there, but I didn't know them at the time. Okay. Okay. Um, so I was sort of alone there then. Um, now there's usually somebody somebody going to an out of town ride. Okay. <clears throat> but I would go do one. I would go do one solo. Like we did uh, in 2017, about seven or eight of us went up to New York and did Grand Fondo, New York. Oh, nice. Which was um, a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, and you know, there's 5,000 people on the road. So you're only right. together for about, you know, 30 seconds and then everybody's, and everybody's yeah. wearing the exact same Jersey. So you can't find anybody Yeah, yeah. anyway. So, um, <clears throat> you're sort of on your own the whole day. Um, but you're not, you're in this massive group anyway. I mean, it's such a huge ride. Um, um, I am, I recall, um, the grand Fondo New York, um, in comparison to, would you do that event again? You know, right afterwards, I said I would, but I'd probably put that energy and that, you know, that time traveling to it and the expense to just something else that I haven't done before. Okay. Um, Because I've done that one before. I've I've done it now. And um, I don't know how much different the ride would be. It's the same course every year. Yeah. Um, uh, But it is, it it is an event that I think if you haven't done it, you should, you should look into it because it is a lot of fun. How Um, challenging was it in comparison between... Um, Stormy of Thunder Ridge and Mountains of Misery. It's hard. I mean, it's 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 you know it's a hundred miles with they say eight thousand feet of climbing, but it's really closer to nine thousand feet of climbing. And um, I don't think the route is uh, it's not easy for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, there's two or three big climbs in yep. it. Part of the part of the challenge is just right off the gun that there's a lot of people. 
mm-hmm. and they have everybody start in by age group. Oh, okay. So okay. Uh, professionals and people who qualified above a certain um, percentage of their age group start up front. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it's age groups. And if you want to ride together with somebody that you came with, well, then it's the age group of the oldest person in your group. So when we did it, we were starting almost at the back. We were starting in the like 65, 60 to 65 group. Um, yeah. Or maybe even 65 to 70. I don't know. But we were we were pretty far back. And it, it, Ken Ashworth and I just started picking our way through the, through the field for yeah. probably about two hours. And it... Um, to, to, to get some a little bit of space yeah mm-hmm. uh that's a that's a lot of people um uh, yeah I, i've looked at that event and i thought i'd do it but i have to say like the registration fee it's and expensive. of course the 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 hassle of getting up to new york as you mentioned it's like, expensive and you got to get up to new york and you got to park and you got to um the logistics of all that are are not the easiest but there there is free parking in Fort Lee, New Jersey on the day of the race in okay. town. So if you know you, you roll into Fort Lee at five in the morning, you can park on the street, you can park there all day, and then you mm-hmm. just ride across the George Washington Bridge, get, loop around a couple blocks in, in, uh, in the upper uh, west side of Manhattan, and then come onto the lower level of the bridge. And, uh, but you have to be there so early because they, have to, they check your wristband and make mm-hmm. sure that you are who you are because there is prize money for the people at the, at the very front of the race. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's a big day. It's a, yeah. it's a long day. I think I got up at like 4.30 in the morning yeah. from a friend's house in New Jersey and you know we didn't roll off until 7.30 in the morning. So you're sitting on that bridge for about a good hour waiting to start. Oh, man. And it can um, be chilly, and it's going to be windy on that bridge. Yeah. So. And that's in May, right? It's in May, yes. Yeah. Um, uh, I did the uh, Barbara Bike Tour. Uh, oh, yeah. In New York. Mm-hmm. Um, way more chill ride than oh, yeah. <laughs> um, uh And it's only 40 miles. And, right. like, just the logistics of, you know, getting to New York for that. I stayed in Airbnb. And, like... That was a great ride. Josh went up there with me. Josh mm-hmm. Owen. Um, fantastic ride. Recommended for everyone. Um, but I can't imagine doing, you know, doing the, this, this, the, the Grand Final New York. Kind of well, thing. you're not in the city at all for that race. Okay. For that ride. Because you only, you, it starts in New York. It starts on like, the George go, Washington Bridge. It goes into New Jersey. Like the ride's really in New Jersey, right? Um, maybe only the first, first five or 10 miles. Okay. And then maybe the last five or 10 miles. Okay. You come across the George Washington bridge and loop down underneath it onto uh, Riverside drive, which is this road that is, um, kind of a narrow two lane road <clears throat> that they close for this event. Okay. And it's hilly. Um, but it's beautiful. You're riding along the road there, but at that point, everybody's really tightly packed yeah. together. So you're in a big Peloton and because you're starting by age group, yeah. not everybody's riding the same pace. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of shuffling back and forth. And then once you get up onto route nine W, um, you cross into New York pretty quickly. And then it's up along the, the Hudson river up to bear mountain. And mm-hmm. that's the, that's the big climb that yeah. they advertise, mm-hmm. but that's really not the toughest climb in the, in the event. When okay. You cl- climb up bear mountain, come right back down Bear Mountain and then there's a couple of climbs after that that, that really start to um, test your legs a little bit. Uh, I was aware that uh, I because I've looked at this event quite a bit and I, and I know they try to make sure you know that 
there are other climbs. It's not just Bear oh, Mountain. Yeah. Um, Bear Mountain was the easiest of the big climbs on the whole thing. Okay. All right. Grandfather, New York, 50. And there's a 50 option and a 100-mile option. And the 50 option, you climb up Bear Mountain, descend Bear Mountain, and then they put you on a bus and drive you back. Oh, okay. So it's kind of anticlimactic. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'd want to finish. But when you're climbing up, people are coming down. So it's a two-lane road. You stay to the right of the yellow line. You're going up. And then when you're going down, you stay to the right of the yellow line because there's just this constant stream, stream of, of people, people going coming. down. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, uh, not quite speaking of which, uh, have you been in any accidents? Yes. Okay. Um, do you mind uh, talking about any accidents you've been Sure. In? I mean, I, I was hit by a car probably eight, nine years ago. Okay. Um, just came off of... Uh, uh, Grove Avenue turned on to Libby going towards Patterson and coming the other way was a, a car who made a left turn in front of me, didn't see me at all. And yeah. I grabbed all the brakes I could and I hit her passenger side back door and went over the handlebars and bounced off her trunk and into the street. And I didn't get hurt. The bike didn't get hurt. Her car got, her car door got dented up pretty good. Yeah. And the police wouldn't write her a ticket. So they chastised me for not having my bike registered in the city of Richmond, which isn't a thing. And I told him, I said, that's not even a requirement. He said, Oh, it absolutely is a requirement. And he started lecturing me on that. And so it was kind of a weird experience. Wait, registering your bike? What? I yeah. Think that and he refu- refused to write the woman a ticket. Absolutely refused. It was two, two older women uh, who were in the car and they just, they just didn't see me. And I've had a couple other little falls. I had a mountain bike accident that uh, kind of ended up in the hospital. But, okay. Uh, so you that recovered. Yeah, yeah, that was my last trip to the Buttermilk Trail. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, have you tried to get anyone else to ride? Have you like encouraged anyone else? Have you converted anyone into cycling? I don't think you? so. No. I mean, it's you know, it's either it's either your jam or it's not. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. if it's not, then that's fine. I don't want to. I don't want to try to bully somebody into it. Um, okay. Uh, I bought my wife a bike about I don't know, eight years ago, and mm-hmm. she rode it three times, and I just finally sold it the other day because <laughs> I was like, he's, yeah, he's I was like this thing's just sitting here. I might as well sell it. Bikes are bikes are moving quickly now, so mm-hmm. I'll sell it. Um, but no, I mean, you know, every, uh, friends of mine they know I ride, and if yeah. they have any interest in it, they'll ask me, and if they yeah. don't, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go out there and try to you know spread the gospel of ride and either they want to or they don't <laughs> um so you're spreading it spreading the gospel of riding um when you started riding and you were talking to your friends or family or mentioning this to them um did they seem interested like what was your your you know your close friends and family members like you started doing all this riding we're like why are you doing this or did they like this is awesome like well i think some think i'm crazy um mm-hmm. Or obsessed, or both, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what... I, I think everybody just thinks of it now, it's just it's just part of who I am. Yeah. And so I don't think anybody really questions it anymore. Okay. It's just um, that crazy thing you do. It's just that crazy thing that I do, you know. Um, you know, I've had... Taking a phone call from a family member and they're asking me something, and I'm like, "Well, I'm 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 laying in a tent right now out in the out in the woods, 
<laughs> in the midst of biking between this city and that city. And I, so I really can't get to this person yeah. right now, but mm-hmm. um, I'll be happy to take care of that maybe uh, next week. Um, so, and that's the latest thing now is, is, is the, the bike, um, bike touring. Oh, the, okay. Um, you know, a couple of years ago, I, I, once I got into riding longer distances, I always thought, you know, I, I'd love to ride to Blacksburg and back. Okay. And, uh, yeah, right. yeah. and Dan Schmidt, who you probably have seen now is the one riding across country mm-hmm. with the Contiki yeah. challenge. He's, he's doing great. He's having the time of his life. And, um, he, his company is based in Blacksburg, the company he just retired from. Mm-hmm. And he had told me that he'd ridden back from Blacksburg to Richmond from there before, you know, just in two days with a backpack. And so I thought, well, I'll ride to Blacksburg and back. I'll just put a backpack on and do it in two days out and two days back. Mm-hmm. And um, got to Lynchburg, 122 miles, and started to develop a blister on my right foot. And I thought, Oh God! If I just if I do a hundred miles tomorrow into Blacksburg and and this thing gets worse, yeah, this is going to be a really awkward phone call home yeah. to my wife. So, I just turned around and came back the next day. Yeah, but I thought I'm still going to do this. I just got to I just got to change my approach. First of all, I'm not wearing a backpack. Mm-hmm. I hated that thing about five minutes in. That yeah. was that was not the smart move, and um, you know. Maybe it doesn't have to be two days. Maybe it's three days out and okay. three days back. And so yeah. I did a, a three day out and three day back with a touring bike, you know, mm-hmm. loaded up with panniers and a tent and everything. And um, and that was great because my daughter was a senior at, at at Virginia Tech, and I wanted to come out ride out there and and just see her. I yeah. figured if I'm going to ride out there, I might as well do it while she's still a student. Yep. And so I rode out there, got a hotel, spent two nights in a hotel, and just one sort of rest day, and then. Uh, did three days back nice and had a blast loved it um how did you figure out the route there a lot of google maps and a lot of ride with gps and uh, even with that you're still going to end up on some road that you couldn't see on google street view and yeah. it turns out to be a gravel road and you didn't know it was a gravel road but you just yeah. oh well let's just keep going or or a road that shows up on a map but doesn't really exist Mm, yeah and mm-hmm. you know you guys gotta stop and thank god for cell phones and google maps you can find your way around it pretty easily but um and quite frankly that kind of thing getting lost or having a, a wrong turn is sort of part of the excitement of the it's part of the adventure yeah um how did it feel while you were out there you know you're out on a ride like did it did, did it did it all feel this is awesome this is the greatest adventure ever or was this- oh part of it part of it's hard i mean just like <laughs> like any hard ride you do sometimes sometimes it's it, you can almost be miserable um you know the first three days going out there the first two days half of the time i was riding in the rain and then the third day it was probably a 15 mile headwind for 80 miles and it was cold Mm, okay and the town i had planned on stopping to eat breakfast had a power outage so all the restaurants were closed and i had no food so i go another 10 miles and you know the restaurant i had found on google maps was closed for the week for spring break so you know found an amish market on the side of the road and managed to get some food but you know sort of the unpredictable stuff you know Mm -hmm. you just have to you just have to, to deal with it but it was um but no, but getting there again, that, that sense of accomplishment when you roll in yeah. is, is, is pretty awesome. And that was your first, was that your first case of like bikepacking? 
Yeah, sort of that 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 backpack trip was sort of the first taste, although there wasn't well not yes. much. That, yeah. I, I was staying in a hotel, and I was really not carrying anything more than just a second kit and a pair of shorts, you know. Okay. So, um, but yeah, that was sort of the first real um, you know bike pack and bike touring okay. kind of experience. Um, and again, it sounds like you you've done more of that, so you didn't hate it. Did a couple. Um, we. Uh, there were about six of us did a trip out of uh, Harrisonburg um, mm-hmm. about almost two years ago where we went up uh, Camp Roosevelt and Wolf Gap and back to Harrisonburg. And that was, um, uh, that was a, we had a, a group of, I think, about six or eight of us. Okay. And that was a lot of fun. And, uh, and then uh, last year, last May, May of 21, um, Three of us, Ken Ashworth and Dan Gerard and I did the uh, Trans-Virginia Trail mm-hmm. from D.C. down to Damascus in seven days. Okay. Um, which is, what, 540 miles and I guess about a third of it's gravel and going through some real out-of-the-way places. Didn't and then uh, just a couple of weeks ago, we we did our Pittsburgh uh, trip on the Gap and the CNO, mm-hmm. Pittsburgh to... Well, some went to some went as far as Mount Vernon, and then a few of us continued on all the way to Richmond. Okay. So we did Pittsburgh to Richmond in six days. And the the CNO trails, like crushed gravel or something. Yeah. The, okay. The, the the Great Allegheny Passage, the gap out of Pittsburgh is all is mainly all gravel. Okay. And it it uh, like the last fifty miles of it's one hundred and fifty miles, and the last fifty or so is just very slightly uphill to the Continental Divide, like okay. maybe one percent or a half a percent. Okay. Sometimes it's almost imperceptible that you're going uphill, and then from the Continental Divide down to the end of the Gap Trail is like twenty miles at like a two percent downhill. Oh, nice. But then you hit the CNO Canal Trail, okay. which is just dead flat all the way to Washington. Yeah. And that's gravel. Some of it's in different. Some of it's in better condition than others. Okay. Um, but a lot of small towns and you know uh, rustic campsites along the along the side of the trail. And that was a group we had nine of us that started out. Okay. Um, when's it? Wait. When was the first time you um, you slept outside? Because you all slept outside on that one, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We we camped the whole time. Okay. Um, yeah. When was the first time you did the bike actual bike camping? Uh, when I went to Blacksburg. Okay. I, I camped. Let's see. Camped a couple nights, camped three nights. Uh, spent one night at a uh, a warm showers house because there was no campgrounds in the area that were open at the time. And, uh, a warm and, showers house. Yeah. So warm showers is this network of people who are willing to take cyclists into their house who are doing touring, and uh, you know it's usually people who who are like minded. And mm-hmm. um, there was a, a couple out near. Um, out near, uh, oh God, I can't remember. It's out near Natural Bridge. Um, and it was just a couple that had this house on a farm and they just, sure, you want to come out? Sure, no problem. They have a finished basement that opened mm-hmm. up out to this beautiful view of the valley and they're like, here, you can sleep down here. Bathroom, little kitchenette. It was beautiful. We just woke up, I woke up the next morning, there was no power, so <laughs> none of my stuff had charged and... Um, you know, no food, and mm-hmm. so that was the beginning of that adventure. Does sound like an adventure there. Um, I had not. I I think I've heard of some birds that, but it's not heard that warm showers house. So I had not heard that before. Mm-hmm. So I, I may have to look into that a bit more. Um, so uh, bike camping has happened. 
uh, will continue to happen, correct? You're not, you've not put that. Yeah. I mean, I'd love to do a week long trip like that every year. Okay. It's great. Uh, Okay. Um, have you done any races? Not really. I've done some, uh, mountain bike races like the, uh, um, monster cross, like monster cross. And, um, I did the, was RBA six slash 13, which is like a six hour race or a 12 hour race. I'm not familiar. They they haven't done it the last two years, but it it was out at the Boy Scout camp out in Goochland, and you can do it as a as a solo. You can do it as part of a team, but it's just how many laps of this course can you do in either six hours or twelve hours? And this uh, mountain bike, mountain bike, okay, single all single track. So I did a I think it was like an eight mile loop, and I did five laps in six hours. Okay, so. That was plenty. Okay. <laughs> that was plenty. Okay. That was hard. And I um and then a couple of couple of gravel events. Okay. Okay. Um but not crit racing or anything like that. Okay. That so doesn't never, that okay. doesn't that it's, doesn't it doesn't pique your interest. That doesn't interest me, no. I like watching it. Um, okay. I like talking to people who do it, watching YouTube videos of it, but I have no interest in racing crits. Okay. All right. That's fair. Um uh what if, um, well, I guess you've already talked about some events. So I want to ask you a memorable cycling event. Um, what events you want to, you, you really want to go back and do again? Um, or even, even like rides you'd like, you've done it before, but you, you definitely would want to go back and do it again. I'd want to go back and do again. Yeah. You know, I think, I think the Trans Virginia Trail would be one to do again. Mm-hmm. I, w- I would like to give that another shot. Um, maybe with a different bike and, and a little bit lighter setup. Mm hmm. Um, there's there's some events that I haven't done yet that I still want to do, like you know the Hincapie Grand Fondo or the mm-hmm. Belgian Waffle Ride in Nashville or things like that. You know, just yeah. sort of looking at all the events that are out there and you know pick off one or two a year um, instead of just doing the same events over and over again. Pick out some new ones and travel to different places and um, mm-hmm. have a little bit different experience. Okay. There's one in my hometown up in New York that just built a whole bunch of mountain bike trails. And I managed to, uh, during a quick visit up there, um, ride a little bit of them. And they have a race every year up there that I would love to do just to be able to, to ride all those trails. Okay. So I might, I might do that. Okay. Um, speaking of trips and, and bikes, do you take your, do you take your bike with you on, on your, um, oh, on yeah. your vacations? Oh, absolutely. Okay. If I go to the beach, I bring it, um, if uh, yeah i mean it depends on the vacation you know a couple years ago sure. went, on, went on a cruise and couldn't couldn't bring it that way um probably went out well and a few years ago uh, my wife and i and my uh three daughters we went to uh corsica okay in, in uh, france and mm-hmm. uh, i didn't bring the bike but i rented a bike for 10 days and okay and uh, we were there for two weeks and for 10 days i had a a scott addict and i just rode those days up in the mountains every day yeah and it was absolutely gorgeous yeah and I would do that again in a heartbeat. Awesome. Um, I think I remember seeing pictures of that trip, I think. Unbelievable scenery. Yeah, okay. Incredible hills. I mean, don't go to Corsica unless you want to ride hills because there is not a flat section of road anywhere. But once you get up on the mountains, um, there is a, the area we were in had a flat road, but you had to climb probably 1,500 feet to get to it. It, it, just, <laughs> it just ran around the mountain for like 20 miles in each direction. Yeah. But once you got to it, you could just go around the mountain and just see some incredible vistas. Yeah. Just absolutely beautiful. 
Um, is there anywhere else out of the country you would want to ride? Uh, I definitely want to ride um, some of the iconic climbs in France. Okay. I, I definitely want to go, you know, do Alpe d'Huez or Ventoux mm-hmm. or something like that. Um, okay. And uh, or maybe Italy. I'd love to do some some riding in Italy if if the chance were ever um, were okay. ever presented to me. You got time. You got time. Um, uh, so some some particulars here. Um, uh, clearly, you do um, you, not every ride is a monster ride with you know mm-hmm. ninety miles and nine thousand feet of climbing. Um, what do you like to take with you when you're doing um, the short rides? You're doing the you know the ABC ride or you know, what's, what do you like to take with you uh, when you go? You're oh, just a couple of cliff shots and maybe a gel. Okay. Just as, just in case. Okay. Um, stop at a store and grab a, you know, grab a Snickers bar or something. Okay. Nothing fancy. Okay. So not too particular. Um, don't, I, I don't overthink it too much. What's your, what's in your bottles? Scratch. Really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, does it matter what flavor? I like the lemon lime. Really? Yep. Oh man. Okay. If I come across any lemon lime, I will I will spare it because I do not like lemon <laughs> lime. Um, okay. Um, now, if you're going on, you know, Storm Your Thunder Ridge, one of these bigger colossal rides, like mm-hmm. what what do you what do you want to take with you then, or is it just more of the still same? a couple still do a couple bottles of scratch and this year I forgot it so I just you know they they put some stuff in the uh, swag bag some drink mix and I tried to mix that up and it was just awful so mm-hmm. I just dumped it out and rode to the uh, gas station down the road from the start and picked up a couple bottles of Gatorade. Um, I'll just still bring a couple of cliff shots and a couple of, uh, of uh, SIS gels. And mm-hmm. um, and then for Thunder Ridge, their rest stops are so incredibly well stocked. Fantastic rest stops, yeah. I, I could probably get the whole ride without touching anything in my pocket. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this year they had boiled potatoes at the top of the climb, <laughs> which were just phenomenal. Um so did they have still the pickle juice? Pickle, yeah, they pickle had pickles, pickle they juice, had pickle yeah. juice. They had everything up there. Um, it was awesome. That's great. Um, okay. Um, uh, you Strava? You Strava. Oh yeah. Okay. No, if, if it's not on Strava, it didn't. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, when did you, when did you start using Strava? When did you start uh, feel like I need to, you know, put everything on there? Pretty soon after I, I started riding seriously, probably like 2012, maybe. Okay. It's been it's been a while, okay. Um, and and back then it would seem like you'd go on a ride and maybe if you were riding with ten people, maybe three of them were on Strava. Now mm-hmm. you go on a ride with ten people and everybody's on yeah. Strava. Yeah. Um, are you looking at your your stats and anything like that? Are you looking at chasing segments or anything like that on Strava? Or? I'll chase a segment every now and then. Okay. You know, if it's one that I think I can get, then there are just <laughs> the ones that just just by being on a fast group ride like the Hanover Courthouse ride mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. Crump Park that. Just if you're in a group and it's going fast enough, you right. know, you might end up with uh, getting into the the top ten or, mm-hmm. you know, lucky enough to get a KOM. Usually, if you get a KOM on a group ride, it's really not all about you. It's right. The, the group, group is going fast, and you, you just happen to be the one who who got one second faster than the rest of the group. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but no, there there's a few KOMs in the city that I will I will you know put my eye on and just. Maybe okay. try to get every now and then. Okay. All right. All right. Um, yeah. It's always... I. Um, either way, yes. Chasing KOMs is great. It, when, you, when you have the time, it fits in with the ride. Sure, why thing, not? You know. Um, 
earliest memory of riding a bike? Oh God, probably I don't know, probably working memory as you can. Yeah, you can I mean, you yeah. know, probably five or six on the driveway with my dad, you know, in a uh, you know, bike with training wheels. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, where I where I grew up, um, we were in, in a valley, and we were about three miles from the end of the road where there was a general store, mm-hmm. and it was very hilly. Okay. Um, it was maybe like a quarter mile flat and then just hilly all the way to that store. Yeah. And so as kids, we'd ride, you know, down to that store to get candy in the summertime. And some of the hills we had to walk because um, mm-hmm. they were, it, it's still, I wrote it just a few months ago and it's, um, I was back up there for uh, a friend's mother's funeral and I brought a bike with me and, and I hadn't ridden that road since, you know since I was a teenager yeah I was like I, I gotta go ride it and yeah. um those hills are still hard <laughs> but I didn't have to walk anything good but yeah as kids we would you know we, we would ride three miles to the store on all those mm-hmm. hills get get some some you know chocolate or something and then ride back and um it was a lot of fun nice um it is it is always interesting to go back and, and do the the things we found challenging when we were children and then go back as a you know fully aware adult mm-hmm. and go, you know, particularly in the riding kind of situation, um, and, and go back and do some of those roads again. Um, what's something you didn't know the first few months of riding that you, you wish you had known kind of thing? What's something like, I wish I'd started that like day one kind of thing, and you, if anything? Uh, there's, there's really not one thing. I think it's just a, a, a combination of just picking up things over time of how to um, you know, how to ride in a group. Well, Mm -hmm. from the very beginning, I would say probably just knowing how to ride in the group well, Mm -hmm. because anybody, the first time you ride in a group, you don't realize that, you know, the impact of your movements on the people behind you. Mm -hmm. So I I would say, I I, I wish I was more aware of that, um, at the very beginning, because I'm sure I've, you know, made some squirrely squirrely moves early on. (laughs) Um, but you know, just it, it's just an acquired skill over time mm-hmm. um, on how to, you know, save your energy, um, mm-hmm. how to get low, um, stay out of the wind. Sometimes, um, it's. I think you just it's just a skill that you just develop over time, and and by watching other people, by watching people who are way more experienced than you, right, and just. Well, why are they doing that? Oh, okay. Now I see. Yeah, that makes sense. I should, yeah. I should do that too. Um, so um, I, I tend to look at what other people are doing sometimes. Well, it makes me think about um, when I see people grabbing bottles, right? And then they, they'll hold their, their bottle. I don't know if you've, you've been in a group ride. And Never understood hold. that. I have no idea what that means. I, I imagine it's... And I've not asked the people who've, who've done this already. I imagine it's you're letting the people behind you know you're grabbing, you're, this is what you're doing. You're grabbing right. your, your drink from a bottle. And for people who can't see my hand, <clears throat> I am uh, gesturing if you grab the bottle between your legs and then kind of hold your arm out to the right and kind of show everyone you have the bottle and then drink from it. Um, and I've seen it. I tend not to do it. But I imagine that's what that is. I imagine it's showing everyone else, yeah. like, this is what I'm doing while I'm, you know, kind of... I have no idea what the benefit is of that, uh, because if the person in front of me just reaches down, grabs a bottle, and drinks it, I can see it. They're right in front of me. How do yeah. I not see it? 
Um, although I'm typically not staring too much at the person in front of me, I'm really looking over that person's shoulder right, at the keeping, person in yeah. front of them. Yeah, keeping track of the group. Because um, if I'm trying to react <laughs> off of something the person in front of me is doing, it's too late. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I've never understood that. I don't know what that is. Uh, I don't do it. Uh, but it also, I, I try not to drink too much if I'm if I if I've got people behind me. I tend to, you know, if you're in a pace line and you're rotating, yeah, wait till you start dropping back and you're in the back right take a safe drink. spot yeah. that doesn't always work but it, yeah. sometimes that is what makes the most sense because if you're gonna if you're gonna take a drink and you're gonna or go get a gel or something like that you might you know Jobs get a little squirrely position. on yeah. the bike and so it's better to just do that when um there's nobody behind you yeah a vastly safer position um yeah i tend to only do that either when i'm on the front um, and I can, you know, control in the pace or in the, in the back as well. Mm-hmm. The thing. Um, uh, how do you feel when you see other people out riding? When you, when you're, you're, you're mowing the lawn and you see a group of cyclists pass by, not, you know, to your place, you, do you feel anything? You're just like, eh, there's people on the bike. Or do you like, I should, I need to go get my bike. Where is it? Like, how do you, you know, um, what's, what's the thought? Well, I don't have, since I moved into the city, I don't have a lawn anymore, so I don't have to worry about mowing oh, the lawn. Oh, that's great. Um, but yeah, if I see somebody riding by, sometimes I'm like, oh, uh, I wish I was out there doing that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I will. Or do I know that person? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the first thing. Do I know that person? Or, um, you know, sometimes people think that you're staring at them, but I'm really staring at the bike. What kind of bike is it? Mm-hmm. Um, so. Okay. Um, I asked that question because um, a couple years ago I was helping someone move mm-hmm. and um, clearly moving is not fun. No. And so I saw, I think it was the Carytown group because it was someone who was moving out of Churchill and I saw them like rolling through Churchill and like definitely stop and took a few minutes to just kind of look at them and it's like, oh man, it's a Saturday. I wish I could go out and go ride with them. Um, and so I wondered if other people, you know, like felt like I should. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, You know that if I were, if I were helping somebody move on a Saturday or, (laughs) and I saw that happen, I would, I would feel the same way. Like, God, I wish I was out with them. Um, uh, what's something you'd want to share with someone who was like just getting into or thinking about getting into cycling? What's something you'd want to want to tell this person? Not even one thing, but like, what would you want to tell some new person thinking about getting into riding? Don't get hung up on average speed. Mm, okay. Um, try to find a group that rides the same way you want to ride. And if that's slow, great. If that's fast, great. Mm-hmm. If that's a lot of mountains, okay. If that's not a lot of mountains, fine. But find people who ride the same way. Okay. Because you don't want to get into something where you're not comfortable or where mm-hmm. you're, you're not enjoying it. So... Um, whether it's um, long rides, short rides, urban rides, whatever, just find a group that's. When you find a group that's riding the way you want to ride, just mm-hmm. keep doing it. Okay. okay. And don't be afraid to try something different. Um, okay. Don't be afraid to try uh, a type of riding that you haven't done before, like a mountain bike, like a, a gravel bike, or mm-hmm. or like bike camping or something like that. Okay. Uh, bike packing. Just don't be afraid to try it. Any tips for bikepacking? Think of everything you want to bring and then don't take about 15% of it. 
because people bring more stuff than they need. They just do. You just don't need as much stuff as you think you're going to need. I Because I you're going to be carrying that weight everywhere. I suppose the thought of like, I'd rather have it and not, and, and feel like I didn't need it. But yeah, right. You, you've got to take all that with you. It's not like a car. Right? It's not like you're, you're right. packing. You, you, have, have to... you have to carry it all in. You know, the first time I did it, when I went to Blacksburg, I had a, a, a two-man tent I bought at REI. And the thing is like incredibly heavy. Yeah. And, you know, now I use that just if I go camping aside Regular from cycling. Camp, yeah. But, you know, I've got a bike packing tent that is very light and very compact and easy to... to to roll up and um, and know the route that you're going to go because if you're going to be on a route where you're going to be um, near a lot of stores and a lot of towns then don't bring a lot of food mm. or mm-hmm. you know like when we did the Trans Virginia Trail I, I brought a little cook stove and I brought a couple of things of food in case we couldn't find anything and I cooked most of it but I could have easily eaten out of stores and restaurants the whole way yeah. and not needed to cook anything and so that would have been, you know, probably three pounds of stuff that I didn't need to bring with me. And some of these climbs are long and they're gravel and, you know, that three pounds really, yeah, you start to feel it after a while. So I would say just don't bring as much as you think you're going to bring. Okay. All right. Uh, that's fair. Because uh, I think I would probably default on, I would think less about the... I've got to carry all this with me and how much weight as opposed to like, I need to make sure I have that in case I don't, you know, in case I need that. Also, if you're going with a group, if you're going with a group of, let's say eight or nine people, like I just did, not everybody needs the same thing. Right. Not everybody needs One person bring, uh, bring something, you know, you don't need nine cook stoves, bring, you know, two or three people bring a cook stove Mm -hmm. and share things. And that way you spread the load around a little bit. Okay. That makes sense. Yes. I, Bikepacking will happen at some point in time. I, I oh yeah, it. it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna ask you the name of the the. T- Do you recall what kind of tent that was you take now? The the one. It's first? a big Agnes. Is it just like it sounds? Big Agnes. Big. big a- if you Google Big Agnes bikepacking tents, they have two or three different models. Okay. Um, and a two man tent or a two person tent is. Um, when you set it up, you will not understand how two people can get into it. So um, that's what I have as a two-person model. And believe me, there's not a lot of room in that tent. So the one you take now is still a two-person It's a two-person bike pack. But it, it tent. rolls up very well, right? It rolls up to a very compact size, but I can't very see how two people, people gonna, yeah. <laughs> that person's going to have to be a very, very uh, close, <laughs> close person to me. And smaller. Okay. Um, yeah, that's also why I asked because you're, you're of a height. So I thought I'd ask as opposed mm-hmm. to getting like a you know, smaller tent somewhere else. Um, uh, okay. Um, uh, any random tidbit about your, your cycling experience that you'd like, you know, you did this thing, you, you, you've mentioned quite a bit. Is there any kind of random thing um, that stands out or that you, you'd like to mention? Random thing. Um, that be completely random, but yeah. You know, because we talked about the bike packing and the place you've gone, your ride to Blacksburg, you know. You know, sometimes the, the best ride is the one that you're really not planning. So, you know, if you're going to leave, if you're going to do a solo ride on, let's say, a Saturday morning, mm-hmm. and for whatever reason, you're just going to ride solo, um, 
don't worry if you don't have a plan. I rarely have a plan when I go on a solo Saturday ride. Um, I might just start going in a certain direction, and I, and I know the roads out in that area. Yeah. And I might ride 40 miles. I might ride 70 miles. Mm-hmm. Um, don't be afraid to just go explore someplace you haven't been before mm-hmm. and say, hey, let's turn up this road and see what's up there. Nice. You never know what you're going to find. You might find a road that, for, for whatever reason... All the Richmond cycling groups have not gone up that road, but it could be a beautiful road. So yeah, go ahead. Could be a dead end. Yeah, that's true. Could be one that's not going but at least you there. know. At least now you know it's a dead end. So yeah. just don't be afraid to 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 explore things a little bit. That's mm-hmm. part of the adventure. And if you're by yourself, you don't have to worry about keeping up with somebody. You don't have to worry that's about true. is the group able to you know is the group gonna like this? Just you know, do it if it makes you happy. Okay. I think that sounds like a theme. Doing it, doing it, doing it if it makes it makes you happy. Um, uh, well, uh, Keith, I'd like to thank you for your your time and and um, and sharing your you know uh, extensive cycling story and all the <laughs> the events. Uh, is there another bike packing thing that's already in the plans? Uh, I started thinking about next year's trip uh, on about day five of this year's <laughs> trip. So yeah, I'm sort of mapping out something for next summer. Okay. All right. Uh, Why well, I, I imagine that will also be epic. And that's uh, half the fun is, is just planning things like that. Right. Yeah. It's, you know. Um, um, I will. I will stay tuned in on that. Maybe. Maybe I'll potentially attend that and be safer. But you know, more well versed bikepacking. Um, but anyway, uh, thanks for your time. Oh, thanks uh, for having me. Appreciate you. You. You uh, participating. That kind of thing. Um, and I expect I will see you out in the road somewhere. I'm sure I'll probably see you Friday morning. (laughs) Yeah, right. Yeah, (laughs) it'll be on and done. Um, But thank you. All right.